NFL Conference Championship Weekend Prop Bets Hitman. Before we get any further into this show, I don't want to bury the lead. On Twitter today, you had some kind words for a change to say about a sportsbook in your neck of the woods. Yeah, um, just want to give a shout out to Bally's uh, Atlantic City, their FanDuel. I, I had some lost tickets that went back pretty far to, to last year's Super Bowl. And they were set to expire and they did a good job um, helping me with all that. They really, their management went above and beyond to, to help me out. And so I can't thank them enough. It was a decent sum of money. So um, if you're ever in the area over there at, at the counter, the guys there, very nice management. Uh, they're, they're all very nice. And, you know, it's funny because you see a lot of times I'm, compl- I'm complaining about sports books and how they treat people like me, sharper guys on the online, but it, it's a lot different. It, a lot of times in my experience at the counter, I mean, there's some bad experiences that, that I can talk about, but at least for me personally, I feel like that if you, and even some of these places, they'll know that you're sharp. Like by now, a lot of these places that I deal with, they know that I'm a sharp guy. But, you know, they kind of say, listen, just don't take advantage of us, work with us. I always make sure, take care of the ticket writers, stuff like that. Be, be kind. Try not to mash the kiosk. If they give you a fair limit at the counter, don't mash the kiosk 30 times and to get more down. Um, you know, there, there, there is a lot of good in this industry. There's good people in this industry. And I've seen that a lot of times at the counter, if try to maintain and build relationships if you can and always try to take care of people and then hopefully they'll try to take care of you as well. So that's my best advice um, as far as if you are betting in person, um, try to um, maintain a good relationship with some of these places because today I had a really good experience and they really helped me out on something. It's a breath of fresh air to hear a story like that. And at the same time, I've got to push back a bit tongue in cheek and say, I'm not totally sure I buy it because with the pinnacle of prop betting just around the corner, Super Bowl prop betting season almost upon us, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in the back of your mind, you're also trying to butter up some of your friends in Atlantic City to get more down on Super Bowl props. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a motive to everybody like, you know, like you want to take care of people so they take care of you. That That's obviously a motivation. Uh, obviously, it's a good thing. It's good to be nice to people in general, even if you don't expect anything in return. But it's always nice uh, if you can maintain a good relationship that maybe it benefits you in a way. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure more and more people that listen to this. They're getting limited on apps. They're not able to get the type of money down that they would generally like to. And obviously not a lot of people have the, the benefit of having counter sports bucks near them where they can get more down. But if you do, I just always say best advice is try, try to be nice to people and try to maintain a, a good relationship. Don't, don't try to be adversarial because there, there are ways that you can maintain a good relationship and hopefully it benefits you. That reminds me of the first time I had you on this show. I recall asking you what your advice would be to up-and-coming bettors. And you mentioned for people when it came to networking to not just reach out and try to get value from others, but to add value yourself and make it a two-way street. And in this case, just taking care of people, even if it's just being a kind and decent person, it can be surprising 
how far that can go once we get out of the bubble of gambling Twitter and get some face-to-face interactions. So I, I think it kind of connects that whole sphere of networking. And even when it comes to networking with the other side of the counter, doesn't always have to be adversarial as long as you're providing value and you're getting some value back in return. Now, Hitman, speaking of trying to find value, I want to make sure that we get into these two pretty compelling conference championship matchups. First up on Sunday, San Francisco at Philadelphia. And not much of a preamble for me on this one. Just curious to hear what your thoughts are at this moment as we are recording Thursday evening. Um, I really don't have a strong opinion on the side. If there are some threes that come out on San Francisco, I'm interested in them. But I'm not like crazy. Oh, my God, I got to bet this. And I, I don't even know if I will end up betting personally because I was able to get a three and a half at minus 125 on the opener. Bet online was taking very good limits. They were taking 5K on that. And then that is added on to the fact that I have teasers with San Francisco and Kansas City from when they were a dog. And then I have a pretty decent amount on San Francisco futures, as I was pretty high on them after the McCaffrey trade, that they were going to be one of the top teams. So I really – I have a big – risk on San Francisco related stuff this week. So I don't anticipate me adding much more to that. Um, As far as the props go, I'm looking to see right now the lines with uh, Miles Sanders, his rush yards. I bet that at 57 and a half, 56 and a half rushing yards, that numbers move to where it's unplayable, Hmm. but the rushing attempts, at, um, I'm seeing th- under 13 and a half plus 105 at one shop. And at some others, I'm seeing some juiced 14 and a halfs. At under 13 and a half plus money, plus 100 or better, I think that that's a decent look. One thing about the Eagles is they're very game plan specific. They look to attack opponents' weaknesses. And you got to see when they faced some really good run defenses earlier this year, they faced the Titans and they faced Washington. They had a super high pass rate in those games. And Miles Sanders, when he played top end run defenses this year, he struggled against those teams. So I think that the the stage is being set for Philly, maybe being more pass heavy than the market anticipates. So even though the Sanders, the yards has moved unplayable, the attempts has moved a little bit, but I think we're looking right now at an under 13 and a half plus 105 at DraftKings on the carries plus 100 at Canby Shops and MGM, if you can bet there, is 14 and a half minus 110. Those are all uh, playable plays in my opinion. And on the San Francisco side, I bet McCaffrey unders. I bet him under 14 and a half carries. I bet him some under 13 and a half carries. And I bet under 61 and a half, 60 and a half, 59 and a half, and 58 and a half rushing yards. I think there's 57 and a halfs that are still out there right now. 57 and a half, 56 and a half is the lowest that I'm going to go to, but also monitor that line because Christian McCaffrey is a public player. These public players tend to get bet up in these big games. So especially if he comes in with like a full practice on Friday, but I think that his injury right now, it's not a non-issue. I don't think it's like debilitating or anything, but I don't believe that it's a non-issue right now 
for for the 49ers. And I think that that, that ending that happened last week pretty much showed us that, that 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 McCaffrey was really in on the true pass downs in the fourth quarter and Mitchell was getting a lot of the work and they were still a one score game at that point. So I'm fading uh, two of the, the two top running backs in this game. And speaking of McCaffrey, also a part of Brock Purdy's supporting cast, Elijah Mitchell also seems to be nursing an injury as well as Debo Samuel. And that's led me to get thinking that a lot of what Purdy's done with his impeccable record and glowing stats since he took over as the starter has been leaning on such a good supporting cast, such a good game planner in Kyle Shanahan. And in this case, I know that you touched on it. We can expect for sure McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo, everybody's going to be on the field here but it's not necessarily a non-issue. And it's got me thinking about Purdy, yes, to throw an interception or over half an interception, depending on the wording at a sports book. I know Purdy's only thrown three interceptions in eight games since replacing Jimmy G, but just based on the eye test, it feels like he's playing with fire. I mean, my best guess is that if there's a stat out there on turnover-worthy plays and how often they actually convert to turnovers, Purdy's been remarkably fortunate here. Also, maybe the dynamic of a free roll on game script with this being a rare case of Purdy under center as a clear underdog in this type of environment. It is a little bit juicy. I'm seeing the yes in the range of minus 150 to minus 155. Uh, If I'm just to guess a true probability, I feel like it's probably got to be closer to minus 200. If the Eagles defenders can just hold on to the ball when it seems like at least once or twice, I expect them to get their hands on it. Hitman, any thought as to the odds of Purdy throwing an interception in this matchup? I like your handicap. I think it makes total sense, but it just kind of caught me off guard because it's not a market that I pay a ton of attention to typically. So I just don't have as accurate of an idea of what it should be priced as I would on other props. But I will say that the logic does make sense. Sounds good. So that's something we can definitely keep in mind. And it sounds like more conviction with what is still playable when it comes to under rushing attempts for both Miles Sanders and Christian McCaffrey. Moving on to the AFC Championship game, a rematch of what we saw last year, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Hitman, again, don't want to belabor the point with a big preamble. want to get it right to you as the pro here. What's your approach looking like for this big Bengals-Chiefs matchup? I have a lot of money on some pro Kansas City stuff. I have some Kansas City futures um, that I bet before the Bengals played Buffalo, Circa was dealing a um, Kansas City plus 125 to win the AFC. So I have that in my portfolio. And I have Kansas City teasers from when they were one and a half point dogs. I have the over 47 in the game. And I have a lot of Patrick Mahomes props in this game to the over. So without going into specifics of what I'm hearing with Mahomes, I think that he is healthier than the market is anticipating. Now, is he 100% healthy? No. What do I think this line would have been if he was 100% healthy? I think that it probably would have been Kansas City minus three and a half, minus four-ish. What do I think the line should be based off his health? I think I can maybe get to like Kansas City, like minus 2.75, two and a half. 
So I thought that Kansas City as a dog had value. And remember, these prop numbers were really low for Mahomes. I mean, his number numbers were his pass yards was typically around like 310 recently. And his completions was in the 26 and a half range. And the prop numbers came in at 24 and a half. And they came in at 270 and a half. And looking at the current market, I mean, I'm seeing FanDuel of 282 and a half, 365, 279 and a half, MGM 285 and a half. I think those are all playable on the pass yards. The completions has moved a little bit to where I played over 24 and a half. I would bet 25 and a half, but I, I'm seeing some plus 100 out there at DraftKings. That would be playable, but that's probably all I would go to on this. And I kind of like the completions more at first because what can you theoretically see if he's banged up more screens, more short passes, more three step drops. So that was my initial look that I like the completions more than the yards, but I'm all in on, on a lot of Mahomes props. I just believe that he's going to be healthier than the market thinks. Now he could get re-aggravate something early in the game and I'm going to look like an idiot or Maybe he's maybe stuff I'm hearing is not true and he's a lot less healthy and I'm going to look like an idiot. But that's my position this week is I'm pretty big on Mahomes stuff. And one thing also with the passing numbers is these quarterbacks in the they get a big boost in the rushing department in the playoffs typically. Well, Mahomes is going to get downgrade in rushing. He's probably not going to run much. We're not even going to see a rushing number in all likelihood on him. So. You know, that that's maybe two more pass attempts that he has that normally would have been runs. Doesn't sound like a lot, but but it is a lot as far as percentage points go in, in winning and losing. So I like the Mahomes overs this week. Love the analysis. It's almost as if you're reading my own notes that I had jotted down before we started recording because I figured we might see some quick releases. The Chiefs may be erring on the side of efficiency over explosiveness, that possibly leading to some long drives. So I already had it queued up to ask you about completions over. And I love that angle on pass yards also may be benefiting from a rushing yardage number that we're not going to see. But if that means one or two more passing attempts, then value on both fronts, both completions and pass yards for Mahomes. And related to his injury, I know it sounds like the reports have been about as positive as I could fathom, given what we saw on Saturday afternoon. But I was wondering if there might be some value on something like sacks over in this one. It's lined at four and a half, and it's gotten some steam, but I'm still seeing it in the range of minus 125. A lot of what Mahomes does, not just rushing yards beyond the line of scrimmage, but avoiding sacks, his elusiveness behind the line and his ability to extend plays, as good as the reports have been, that's probably going to be compromised to some extent. And with Joe Burrow, I know he's getting the ball out quickly recently, but we've seen a track record for him not being afraid to take sacks. And, and sometimes it seems like he might take sacks rather than putting the ball at risk and potentially turn it over with an interception. Also, the Bengals offensive line reserves looked really good in Buffalo, much better than most of the market anticipated but I feel like they weren't tested in the same way that they probably will be on Sunday at Arrowhead. So any thought hit, man, considering both of these quarterbacks, especially with Mahomes' injury status, on any consideration to sacks in the game over four and a half? It's funny. I've I've looked at that. I've stared at that, actually, and thought about betting it. So I haven't bet it yet, but it's something I've definitely been thinking about. 
And the only thing that scares me a little bit is that theoretically you could see a world where Mahomes is throwing very quickly. And Joe Burrow, we know that his release time is one of the shortest release times in the league. He throws very quickly. So that's like the counter argument towards it. But the sacks in this game, the sacks were five and a half at a lot of places last week when Buffalo played Cincinnati. And I think that Cincinnati, um, Kansas City is probably going to get a lot more pressure on, on uh, Burrow than the Buffalo Bills were getting. So it's a little bit of a discount on the price. Obviously, Mahomes is far less mobile than Josh Allen is considering the injury. So, yeah, I mean, it's something I've been thinking about, and it might end up being in my bet portfolio by the time we get to Sunday. All right. Well, thinking about what is in the bet portfolio that we can lock in for show purposes, it sounds like a little bit of fading McCaffrey, fading Miles Sanders, banking big time on Patrick Mahomes. What would you like to go ahead and lock in for the Props and Hops Conference Championship Weekend portfolio? My, probably my favorite play, uh, Mahomes over 282 and a half pass yards. That's available at FanDuel. A few yards higher, some other spots. That's fine. And if you ha- have access to an MGM account, a little bonus, the over completions is still 24 and a half minus 110 there. And I think that that's a really good bet. And that would be my favorite bet if that was widely available. So Patrick Mahomes over pass yards would be my favorite play of this week. All right. Well, a shout out to my good friend, Connor, my roommate, our freshman year at Boston University, the efficient at my wedding. Uh, he's my go-to to, uh, you know, explore the possibilities of getting down at some of these regulated books that I don't have access to in California. And I texted him just before we recorded about MGM still hanging, um, you know, flat. It's even with this prop reduced VIG minus 110 on Mahomes completions over 24 and a half. So Connor, I'm going to take my phone off of do not disturb in just a moment here. And uh, I expect to be going back and forth with you to get down on that one as well. I will add that I'm definitely going to give more consideration to Brock Purdy throwing an interception in the minus 150 price range, sacks in the AFC title game over four and a half in the minus 125 range. Still have some work to do before I have enough conviction to lock that in and really recommend it to others to follow if I myself am not down yet. So let's go ahead and and just keep it official here. Mahomes over 282 and a half passing yards available at FanDuel and a little bit of wiggle room if you can find similar numbers elsewhere. Hitman, I want to thank you for coming on once again. We'll keep this uh, short and sweet and get out of town here. For anybody who's been benefiting from this level of insight all season long, if you're not doing so already, got to tell you that you're missing out if you're not following Hitman on Twitter, at Hitman428, and you can find me there, at MLandis18. One quick programming note, between the conference championship and Super Bowl weekends, I'm going to be rolling out an interview series with some of my favorite people in the space, looking back on lessons learned throughout the season and certainly looking ahead to the Super Bowl. So I'll be back in touch with the audience early and often next week. For now, thanks to everybody for tuning into this episode of Props and Hops and best of luck with your betting and beer adventures on this conference championship weekend. Props and hops and